the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is proudly sponsored by Thatchface, taming beards and saving lives. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Troy, Jay and Aaron. Do you know what the definition of insanity is? Trying this thing over and over again, expecting different results. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast Review of Raw. My name is Jay, as always, joined by Aaron and Troy. How are we fellas? I'm very well, thank you. Um, well, I am at home. Uh, hi, CM Punk is my best friend. <laughs> Are you still giddy? <laughs> I can't believe how random that was. He, he fucking never likes anything on Twitter. No, see a bug like my miserable how bastard. How many times have you changed your pants, Ryan? Uh, Ryan, Aaron. <laughs> um, that's not me. Really changed his name. I'm, I'm, you just sitting, Ryan? I'm just sitting in a mess right now. <laughs> sitting in his own squalor like he's Howard Hughes uh, um, speaking of squalor and mess oh mate <laughs> um, it started off with like it started off alright with that like Martin Luther King Day video package because that's that was beautiful shit, that, yeah shit like that they're always really good at yeah. um, and it, it was surprisingly like poignant for WWE because obviously Vince is best mates with the fucking dictator yeah um, so I thought he was probably going to distance himself, but no, quite nice. Yeah, man. Um, they followed it up though with an absolute car wreck, which was Randy Orton wearing one of those. Um... Whoa! I thought this was really good. It was. Until, I quite like this. It was until he like went for it, it a bit way too long. It lasted it went, way too it long. Went about fifteen minutes. Yeah, it went about it ten went... minutes too long. He could have clear. He could have got all the points across he wanted to in about five. Yeah, try try to do but, his favorite Triple H impression since and, he's went to the Nether Realm. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm burnt. He's got one of those I'm like burned masks. In rumble. <laughs> like when Triple H got bit by the snake in the attitude here and had that fake scab <laughs> on his face. Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's he's wearing like this like a burn mask that uh, people who like have much more severe burns than he says he has. Mm-hmm. I I can tell you exactly what it is. Yep. Yep. I I've got the I've got the the medical term here. Um, Randy Hurty Face Orton wears a jock strap on his head because he's suffering from hot pan syndrome. That's what it is. It's a jock strap, Aaron. He, I, I, he literally. I thought he had the Ding Dongs mask on. I thought he was joining the Ding Dongs. I thought he was joining Retribution. <laughs> ding Dongs. I thought he was joining Retribution as J Strap. Ding Dongs is a fucking big tasty deep cut. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it very briefly. So he's got he's got his nose and he's got like parts of his eyes and his mouth is exposed, and it looks it's made to look like he's got burns. So first off, whoever was in the makeup department didn't think I, I know I'll put it on when he's not wearing the mask. Well, because you don't want like much as scabs. No, but like, there was like. Do you know when it, when you get a fresh scab, right, and it goes on mucusy, 
and like you hit off something and oh, it just please <laughs> didn't want I mean, that I'm, talk- <laughs> I'm talking about makeup mate he didn't actually get burned <laughs> he didn't burn his face well, <laughs> all I'm saying is he had like a white line around it where yeah, yeah. he couldn't get under the mask um, and it looked silly. Also, if you got his face burned, how come he still got eyebrows? Are they made <laughs> of like Kevlar or something? Good They're point. tattooed on. <laughs> um, anyway, he, he does a lot of shit talking, just not really of any importance that he didn't um, deserve. It was good. It was just way, 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 way too long. Yeah, way too long. Um, Orton, I've got Orton states that he's winning the rumble even if he was paraplegic. Yeah, I mean, because I pay good money to see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was just a bit fucking silly. I thought didn't I didn't really like it. Uh, I would, I would have sooner have had them like. Have the fucking just blind glasses on, seeing as that was the whole point of it. Mm. And he was he was selling that he was blinded, and then he, he, his eyes were fine. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's, fair enough. The whole thing's getting it <laughs> like getting to the point where it's like, like I love silly bollocks in wrestling. Um, <laughs> I say as a fucking Lucha Underground fan, um, <laughs> where like literally in one episode, John Morrison killed another man with a sword. Um, Brilliant. So I already can suspend me this belief but this is getting to the point where it's literally they're just trying to make shit up as they go along and it's <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous like at least at least when they do it on shit like that it's it's mental but it's it kind of like when they go full mental with Lucha Underground you're at the point where you've already had to suspend your disbelief so like oh yeah fair enough man just got True. killed with a sword yeah yeah someone's right. just been thrown off a building you know shit, shit like that whereas he could he could have at least done his best Harry Funk impression and went Ma! <laughs> he could have um, <laughs> but yeah it's, it's shit. speaking of things that shit um, next we follow this up by Charlie Caruso asking Lacey and Rick about their relationship oh, this is thanks this a lot Don's crying horrible um, and awkward Lacey says she's learning from Rick and then they walk off and Rick looks so, there was a minky sentence out of Lacey's mouth. I know, right? I didn't want to bring it up, mate. <laughs> That's Rick. why I deliberately didn't write it. Well, I've read it because it's... You can rely on Aaron to fucking write it, can't you? <laughs> Come on. Rick's the dirtiest player in the game. Last week, he was just living up to his name. On the hotel. <laughs> Aaron, never, and I mean never, do that again. You'll be permanently put in the waiting room if you do that again. <laughs> um, after this, we got Charlotte versus Peyton Royce. Basically, they say they're going to go watch. So they say from this like interview, oh, yeah, we're going to go watch Charlotte's match now. And then they're nowhere to be seen for like the first like five minutes of the fucking thing. Um, so Peyton attacks Charlotte on her way to the ring. Uh, they brawl around the outside where it's just basically Peyton running away from Charlotte being a bit of a shithouse slam Charlotte's head into the ring post um, you know gotta make Charlotte look strong um, <laughs> Charlotte fights back hits a rope hung neck breaker which looks look crap I'm gonna just say it she she yeah. looked like she'd forgotten that she had to grab fucking Peyton to do it yeah so she just she put Peyton on the ropes and then she kind of went down and then went oh shit and just went and grabbed it yeah it just looked crap Shit. Um, 
And I mean, fair. Like I don't, I don't like giving Charlotte too much shit for like a ring ring performance recently because she's missed six months. Like mm. it's expected she's not going to be at her best. Of course. Fucking hell! Like they've got it. They've got that thing called a performance center. You know, they've got all these yeah. rings. They're practicing. Get it to actually you, practice you in it. Think yeah. Charlie goes to the performance center. None of you fuckers are exempt. Get your asses <laughs> down there. No, but you know what? It, no, like she she will if she's coming back to the ring. The old, yeah, of course, yeah. You've all got to show they're all like fit enough to do it. I mean, I know she had like elective surgery, which is basically optional. But at the same time, it's it's still like they're still expected to go back and like. I mean, look if you look at the last ride. Yeah, he literally gave Undertaker a fucking ring mm-hmm. to put in his garage to get to get in good shape. He did the same with Edge. Yeah, they, they've. It's not like they've got like a shortage of resources to do this, so she mm. should be. And Bang again, I, I don't. I I I can't really judge it because I'm not a fucking wrestler. She she'd do a better job than me in the ring, but at the same time, she's going on about oh she's the best, and then she's fucking forgetting looking, what she has to do, looking bad. Yeah. Yeah. And Hashtag give 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 Jay a chance. <laughs> give Jay a chance. <laughs> um, so yeah, after the after this, uh, Rick comes out and Lacey enters wearing Rick's robe. Now um, you you were asking what took them so long. Now we know. Shouldn't he clays on so she had to steal Rick's robe? That's what she happened. was wearing. Yeah. She was wearing clothes like when they got interviewed two seconds ago. Uh, Come on, Aaron, well, play the game. It was like a, it was a you, quick, you're telling me it's took it like it was five minutes to fucking roll in the corridor. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> first and last like, warning. <laughs> Christ alive. Um, Jesus. So yeah, Peyton Big Book, Charlotte, and we go to the break. When we come back, um, sympathetic baby face, Charlotte Flair, berated <laughs> dad, trophy wife. It's um, ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> followed by sympathetic baby face, Charlotte Flair, winning with the figure eight. Refusing to break the hold and injuring that bitch Peyton Royce. She's so relatable. <laughs> um, we're meant to feel sorry for this woman, but for all the, all the hard times she got, I was like, come on. Get out of here. She I literally feel- calls herself the fucking queen. You can't feel sorry for anyone who refers to themselves as royalty. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt sorry for Peyton's leg because... I did? At one point... Oh, had- a fucking baby face here. At one point when Charlotte was going for the knee strikes in the corner, she had pins and needles and her leg wouldn't stay up. On the <laughs> there was a bit of a fiddle with the leg. Did anyone yeah. Did anyone notice Charlotte absolutely no-selling a kick from Peyton Royce on the I outside? I did, yes. I did. Like nearly um, announced this and she just, yeah, yeah parted Because right she's off. a sympathetic baby face and she's fighting so, she's fighting so powerful to like stay in this match. No, <laughs> it, it's... You've seen them abs, mate. It's just more of the same shit. We're making Charlotte look strong at the expense of everybody else. And to be fair, there was moments in this match where I thought Peyton was up brilliant. Like to, she did. I thought Peyton try and, really, really good. Try and take like a bit of a like sort of positive out of like what I thought was quite a big negative on the show. Yeah. Um, Peyton Royce looked really good. She's getting better every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know why that is? Because she's not above fucking practicing in the ring every fucking week. Yeah. Um, like obviously she's married to um Sean Spears and she like I read somewhere about her um trait like going to his wrestling school that he has with Tyler Breeze she's and training yeah, there yeah. and sitting sitting in classes he's doing with the students just to get herself better. Under the learning tree. Yeah. Never you're never too fucking experienced to like learn like learn and improve. 
Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I just they had to give Charlotte the win back. I feel like they could have. They were really starting to like make, like give Peyton a bit of momentum coming out of Survivor Series with like mm. the pin and Bailey, and then even when she pinned Charlotte, used the fuckery the other week. It was like, all right, that's something you can build on. Yeah, yeah. But then because it's WWE, they, on it. they <laughs> built on it by having Charlotte effectively squash her in a match. Um, when, as I say, when Peyton did did look um, good, it was when she was like getting a little bit of the little bit of offense she did get in, but then. Charlotte doing the whole fucking injury angle is just like okay, great. Well, that makes yeah. it look good. Um, Hope. Yeah. Speaking of injury angles, we then go to the hair. Jesus walk fucking back. wet. <laughs> the hair. The hair business walking backstage, and uh, Riddle comes up and he talks shit about the suits. Just, just usual Riddle shit, and then Bobby Lashley stamps on the floor so hard. That he breaks Riddle's far further away than his foot ankle because it was like <laughs> thunderclap, a tremor from the earth. <laughs> Riddle goes down holding his ankle. Um, whoever was the cameraman for that needs to get fucking sacked. <laughs> Basically, Riddle, um, there was one bit that maybe that maybe chuckle on this where Riddle's like, "No, no, it's okay. I'll take the high road." And Shelton goes, "Yeah, I bet you would." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shelton's great. Um, but yeah, then it goes to after the break and Riddle's um, getting his ankle, like saying he's just going to tape his ankle up and it'll be fine. Um, um, it will be fine, mate, because he didn't fucking touch it. R- yeah. Riddle oh, tells yeah. us, Riddle tells us he'll be fine as his cousin ran his foot over with a pickup truck and he still made it to prom. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I, I hate Raw. Um, <laughs> This this was this wasn't even like the um this wasn't even like the first hour, was it? This was the first half an hour. Yeah. 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 Uh um next we got like uh Mustafa Ali. Um I, I quite like this like this is good. Did. um it's basically talking about Kofi Mania and how he had the opportunity and then he got injured and Kofi capitalized on it. This should have been me. Yeah, but they, this was what they should have done instead of Dolph. They should have just done a Mustafa Ali feud. Yeah. Because he's he's a great talker. He's a great wrestler. I think mm-hmm. when we get that Kofi versus Mustafa Ali match, I think that would be really good. Fucking um, yeah, man. Because they can both they go. Get time, that is. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it seems like they're kind of putting a bit more of a focal, focal point on it. So, who knows? Fingers crossed. Um, to be fair, all they need to do is skim some time off a riddle. That's all. They can trim, they can trim the fat anywhere else in the show. Just give people like that the time. I, I mean, the, the only the only thing I will say, which looks like a positive that we'll probably get like that time, is that when he did the uh, match he had with Ricochet. Yeah, and he, yeah, he just gave him like fifteen super. minutes and went, "Do it, do what yeah, you can yeah. do." Yeah, and they do, they seem to do that every week with like a match. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the one he did it with this week, mm-hmm. uh, like later on. But there's always like one. That's the thing which is so annoying about Raw. There's always like one like really, really good standout match on the show. And it's the rest just is... all the other shit they pad around. That. Yeah, bang average at best. Like, I I was literally by the end of the show getting frustrated by how many times they shown the Rumble uh, advert or the. Um, Recaps of like Alexa Bliss firing the fireball or mm. or this or that. 
Like literally, yeah. they they pad out these shows, and it's like, well, if you've got that fucking third hour, and you're just padding it out with filler, just fucking get rid of it. Just I know, get rid of it. Yeah, I know they generate like an hour of re- ad revenue, but if if they're that dead set on having a third hour, then why don't they like do something different? Like, I don't know. Put, do you remember like, more talk when... for an hour after the show? Yeah, do you remember and then when you know, viewing? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when SmackDown used to have like a little segment in it, like in two thousand and five, six ish, where they would like go into the vault and it would show you a match from the past. Oh really? Yeah. That was that oh, was okay. only a sky thing though, because they it was to make up for like the, all the advert breaks in America. Yeah. Because but, uh, that was before it was live. Uh, it was when oh, it was pre recorded. Okay. So that was that's the only reason. But yeah, that even that. Like they did, like do they that, did that yeah. during the. Um... They did that initially during the pandemic, didn't they? Like, didn't they show yeah. the rumble in its entirety or something? And and the elimination chamber uh, yeah. tag team match as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but even that's what I mean. St- stuff like that where it's it's maximizing like that that time as opposed to just giving us fucking recaps and filler. Yeah. Or and like, like a million. A million adverts for the same fucking match on the same fucking pay per view. Yeah. That we know's coming because yeah. everyone's up disappointed that the match is happening in the fucking first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. need to be reminded Drew's wrestling Goldberg at, at the Rumble. I'm fucking well aware of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, well back back to back to this. Uh Ali says he's gonna break Kofi's heart by beating up Woods because Kofi's already got a broken jaw. Um I, I to be honest, I feel like this might be a good thing for Retribution having this feud as well with the New Day. Like, it, it's someone who's a bit more like certified, if you will. Yeah. Or established. yeah, yeah, yeah. New, New Day will request a time for the rivalry and they'll get it. So, yeah, and that's mm. it as well. Like, the New Day, they're, they're like far enough up the pecking order where they can kind of say, well, let's, let's do this, let's mm-hmm. make them look better. Yeah. Um, I mean, this match itself got like a lot more time than I thought it would after the T-Bar um, Woods match. So mm. we get Mace versus Xavier Woods um, right before the bell starts. Ali gets in Woods' face and Woods just decks him. <laughs> Shit down. And then straight after, Mace is just throwing Woods around for a lot of this match. Um, Woods fires up on him. He goes for the honour roll. Mace catches him, and but Woods like knocks him out the ring. Uh, baseball slides Ali and then Mace comes in. He hits him. Um, it was a shame that he, this looked sloppy, but he yeah. hit the time bomb. But he, he kind of yeah. like overspun Woods, so he lost the like he lost he had too much momentum. So he yeah. lost them. Yeah, it's disappointing because um, I even put I was like, Mace's finisher would have looked a little better had he not sort of slightly he, boxed. Yeah, it. he, he, he just like go the leg ricochet a couple of weeks ago and it looked amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he just he literally just swung him out like two. Too powerful too and much too much momentum. Yeah, no. but it, it's still it's still a good finish. Yet it's just Mace looks strong as fuck in this match. Like there was a couple Mace of times like, where he just deadlifted Woods up. Really yeah. powerful. Mace looks like he's improving a lot as well. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's another one that I really like, but I want to see more from. And he, every time I see him, I feel like he, you can see that there's an improvement there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I did notice as well. Just, just before you uh, say this, Aaron. Uh, oh, no, I it's the same thing. It probably won't be. No, <laughs> me, him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Uh, also, no, Keith Lee or no, Seamus. Uh, obviously, Keith Lee and Seamus came in contact with Drew. Um, 
maybe that's why oh, they weren't on TV. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, oh, well, Keith came in contact with Drew and then Drew came in contact with Seamus. Mm. Oh, sorry, Keith came in contact with Seamus. Um, I mean, it was Keith Lee's uh, girlfriend, so... Mm. Um, also, um, Woods has G4 gear, which also has Pong on it, too. I, was, I noticed yeah. the Pong on the side. That yeah. was pretty cool. Because I, I saw the numbers, and because it was like uh, the same sort of... Um, Designers like Mace has that big one on his leg, doesn't he? It's like a zero one, I think, on his yeah. leg. Yeah. And it was a similar sort of like design. I was like, is that is that just something to like to do with Mace? And I realized, oh no, it's Pong. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the J4 thing? Sorry. G4 is. Oh, G4. is oh, I thought you said yeah. J4. G4's the programming yeah. host. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like he, he described it um, on an interview I saw with him uh, the other day where it, it's kind of like. For us in England, Sky Sports News, for people in America, ESPN, but for games. So, oh, no way. There like, used to like be a gaming channel on the sports bet. I can't remember what it was called. So, it's like an esports yeah. program. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Much. Yes. So, it's like, it's kind of like gen- more generalized video game news. Kind of like if IGN had its own uh, TV channel. Hang on, hang on. Like Games Master was back in the day. Pretty much, yeah. That would oh, have been games the easier way for me to say. Good old Games Master. What a program. Aaron looks confused. Did you know what Games no, no. Master was, Aaron? I, I know what it is, just yeah. it okay. was a bit before my time. And I wasn't that into games at that age. So, Mate, it was early 90s. You were barely a twinkle in the milkman's eye. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gonna my say. mom didn't even get milk. <laughs> <laughs> Got milk? <laughs> you sure about that? Um, anyway. So after this, uh, Sarah asks Asker about Ale- being on Alexa's pr- playground. Before Asker can answer, they Fuck show Ale- Alexa, like the production issues. This was, I was terrible. This is the what, first of many. What was the show I was upset about with the production last week? Was it um, NXT? Uh, yes. Yeah, no, it was NXT because it was the timings were off. So they were just cutting yeah. entrances short and stuff it's like, like that. It's like they've just completely fucking shot the bed with this one, wasn't it? Like... <laughs> It did. It was it's, terrible. It's like, it's like they got the nice fancy new cameras for for Raw and SmackDown, but they're gonna just ruin everything else. Yeah. Um, they just so, yeah. ruin the clip, like literally, as she said, like her first word, and then it comes back to her, and she's saying the last few words. Like, what? Yeah. She literally just said Alexa Dark Side. It's like, oh, fair enough. Um, nonsense. Well, the the question was, Asuka, you've been invited to Alexa's playground. What do you expect? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so they shown. I don't know. They shown a replay to uh, fill in the gaps. Uh, odd, odd. Um, and then after this, we get the WrestleMania report, which is something they put on Twitter on Saturday night. Um, ba- basically, just announcing that like we're getting uh, Tampa for twenty twenty one, Dallas for twenty twenty two, LA for twenty twenty three. See you in Dallas. A, a nice, a nice, um, yes, see you in Dallas. They get a nice uh, John Cena cameo where uh, the cute, you can't see me, and it was just invisible for a minute. <laughs> and then Cena walked in and uh, he did his, he did his best there, uh, Lance Catam- Catamaran from Salpore Wrestling, <laughs> where he's like talking off camera. Awesome. Salpore. Very, very funny. Yeah. Um, and mid, mid this as well. Uh, they had another production gaff where they they shown Alexis Tron as she's like making her entrance, getting ready for 
uh, Alexa's playground, and then he went, "Oh shit!" Fucking ridiculous. Um, How did you we get, get it so wrong? <laughs> I know it's not like they've been doing it for like thirty years. Or yeah, something. this is not their first rodeo. Maybe it's just Kevin Dunn's going more senile than he already fucking was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then then we got Alexa's playground, and I'm just going to say it, I thought this was dog shit. Yeah, I've just um, gone, this is fucking I, weird and awkward. I literally, I've, I've literally just wrote Alexa. Ask us freaked out by uh, Alexa keeping talking to like the invisible fiend, and it's weird and shit. Yeah, uh, I've got I've got a few things on this. Why does Alexa have a lisp at the start of her speaking? A lisp? She um, has a, it's those she microphones. Like that, and then it gradually oh. goes to It's normal. those microphones they use, the like, clip-on ones. Because uh, <clears throat> they, they have it on talking smack as well, where they sound like they're like lisping, because it's it's almost like when they're talking, they're like blowing into the microphone. If that yeah, makes sense. She, she, was, she was fine after her like first sentence. Uh, obviously Asuka comes out it gets a bit awkward Alexa's in the rumble she announced she declared herself in the rumble uh, at the very end of the segment the rocking horse starts moving Alexa waves at it then sits on it so is she sitting on the fiend's lap or is she mm. sitting through the fiend <laughs> or <laughs> do we reckon Alexa's a good shout to win the Rumble. I think um, I think it seems like the logical choice now, doesn't it? Which is annoying that because or Randy Orton's clotheslining her over that top bro. <laughs> well, it, it's annoying because they'd made like a really good case for like um, for uh, Bailey and Bianca to be like the two favourites. Yeah, and I think I would have rather have seen either of them. They've even made a good case for Shayna. Um, yeah. Final four there. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's not against Alexa Bliss, but I'd rather... Like, she doesn't necessarily need to win the Rumble. She's pinned Asuka now. Yeah. Spoiler alert for later. Um, (laughs) She's got a pinfall victory over Asuka. She doesn't need to win the Rumble to, like, Mm. put a name into the fucking hat for a title shot. She should automatically get one. Yeah. Um, At least she got a pin over the champ or somehow earned her... Fucking title shot. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's it's like it's like she's she shouldn't have to like win the rumble to get that match. She's because mm. she she should be facing Asker at the rumble if anything, which maybe they'll do next week. Maybe it's like um like the old Melter reports are saying that the whole Randy Orton in the rumble is like a bait and switch. And they're gonna do a Firefly Funhouse Firefly Funhouse match with the fiend at uh, the Rumble. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, either way, I thought that this segment was crap. Utter yep. crap. Speaking and just, of segments, he just kept crap. the crap coming, just shoveling it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they did. Miz and Morrison hyped that fact that Goldberg is going to be on the day chat later on. Um, then Shayna talks about she choked out Mandy last week and argues with Nia. Um, to be fair, Shayna Baszler was pretty fucking good in those segments. Like mm. she. She's she's genuinely like quite funny. Like when you see her on stuff like up of down down or um, yeah, see her on stuff like on yeah, like yeah. other other streams like that. She's mm-hmm. quite funny. So she's good. She's got like she's got that there. They just need to kind of let her be a bit more comfortable in herself mm-hmm. because they don't do they. They just have it fucking being like mean girl number two to Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, um, Jeff Jarrett then says that Oldberg will beat Drew. 
Uh, Get in the you, fucking bin. Did you notice that he had uh, his lanyard? Triple Mania. Lanyard. Triple Mania and Rinker King. Oh, was there? Yeah. <laughs> there was a Rinker King one ne- next to it, but like hidden by something else. Did you see what um, he had above his TV? His slap nuts, slap nuts. weight belt. <laughs> yeah. Um, a, a few things to gripe about this. Um, Jeff Jarrett, apparently familiar with both Goldberg and Drew. Goldberg, I understand. But if you tell me that he's meant to have a match against Grado at Shug's House Party in 2019, <laughs> then doesn't even show up James Storm has to cover his ass. If you're telling me that's getting familiar with Drew, then there's something wrong. Actually, <laughs> familiar with Drew. Actually, Aaron, they were in TNA together. Did they fight? Were they well known to be together? You'd have to ask Big Tasty. Well, they... I was, Big Tasty was one of like the 10 people watching TNA then. <laughs> You'll have to ask him, mate. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, either way, Jared's hey, definitely... No, we're not finished with Jared either, right? Samoa Joe goes, Jared with great insider there. I wonder if Drew will agree on the dirt sheet. Well, Goldberg's agree, the guest, Joe, not Drew. So get your facts right. <laughs> yeah, we shite. You shite. <laughs> Feel better about that, mate. Thanks. Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> so after this, we got uh, Shayna versus Mandy. Um, Naya's on comment. Just before this starts, this match should have started five minutes ago if it wasn't for all of the bollocks before, because Mandy and Dana <laughs> seem to be making their entrance down before they'd even shown the fucking Miz and Morrison dirt sheets thing beforehand. And then we got yep. that. Then we got Shayna and Nia backstage. And then we got Jeff Jarrett and they were still making their way down to the ring. Yep. I'm pretty sure there was yep. an Astron in there too. There was. Fucking nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Um... If you're going to yeah, show them so, making their way down to the ring, start it straight away. We don't need this gumph before. <laughs> uh, so Naya's on commentary. She sounds like she doesn't want to be there. Don't know what you fuck. mean. Neither do I. Um, <laughs> so uh, Shayna dominates Mandy for uh, the first part of the match. Dana distracts Shayna. Mandy takes advantage. Uh, Shayna ends up working over Mandy's arm, wins with the Kirifu, the clutch. Copy and paste from like a couple of weeks ago, basically. Yeah. Um, Shayna and Nia argue at ringside. Dana drop kicks Nia into Shayna and sandwiches Shayna between like Nia and the ring post. And Shayna's like holding her shoulder. Um, and then they end up arguing and decide from arguing that they should have a rematch for the tag titles. Um, which leads us to sympathetic babyface, uh, Charlotte Flair. Um, <laughs> saying that Lacey's using <laughs> broke. <laughs> <laughs> Broken. Um saying that Lacey's uh, using Rick to get to her. That poor that poor girl. That poor girl. Poor, poor girl. It's so relatable. Um oh no, wait, no, it isn't, because she says she she's uh, the queen, she's got the crown, she's better than everyone, and that she's not entitled, aren't you? Are you not? That's funny because you got Lana to help that storyline and then won the tag titles. That was that was fuck all to do with Charlotte Flair, that was to do with Lana. Yeah. And not entitled. She's grafted her way through, don't you know? Grafted. Say, she's saying grafted. she's not saying she's not got there off her dad's name. I'm not saying I'm not saying she's a bad wrestler, but she's definitely got a bit more of a push because of who her dad is. Absolutely. One hundred percent. That's not to take anything away from what she's done. No. Or what she can do. 
that's just a, that's just proving facts. You can say the same fucking thing about Randy Orton. He got his mm-hmm. first push because he was a second generation wrestler. Yep. Charlotte, if you're listening, I believe in you, Hen. Didn't listen to these billocks. I believe in you. <laughs> you grafted Hen. <laughs> grafted. Grafted Hen. I don't think she'll know what you said, Aaron, so she'll probably think you're, be, you're saying something worse than me and Troy. Um, <laughs> anyway, either way, I, I just hate this whole... She's better as a heel. Make her a fucking heel. Don't have her as like some fucking relatable baby face because she's not. Yeah, my, my one... she, she acts in like a whole gimmick is that she's better than everybody else, and you can't have that person as a baby face. No, definitely my, not. Ever. My only note on this is Lacey knows for a fact that Charlotte is a beating Charlotte is bigger than going after Asuka on the Raw Women's title. It'll do more for her. Yeah. So that's, that's the only logical reason I've got for Lacey being in this storyline. but the other thing as well is they've completely forgotten about the fact that Charlotte and Asuka are the Raw Women's Champions like yeah they don't even acknowledge the belts are just there they're not they're not being they don't even acknowledge it until like now when Shayna challenges them to a rematch you say that Asuka's not defended her title for about 60 days well no she hasn't because She's too busy fannying around with this stupid storyline. <laughs> Giving her the fucking tag titles when she doesn't need them. Just um, put the tag titles in NXT and fucking have done with it. Have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez win the May Young Classic and just yeah. have them yeah. have them have some monster reign with the titles and make them fucking mean something. Yeah. Easy. Um so after this, Postman Pierce is talking to Ricochet about is a Rumble qualifier match. Um, now, oh. but then Postman Pierce has actually cleared this up on Twitter about twenty minutes before we start recording. All right, and he said he said the reason some people get qualifiers and some people can just declare themselves because it's like that unofficial ranking system. So people who people who are getting qualifiers aren't like good enough to be declaring themselves, basically. Wow. Fuck yeah. I guess I guess Drew Gulak can go fuck himself then. I, I bet Ricochet's <laughs> made up. He signed that five year deal. <laughs> um uh, yeah, Ricochet asks for the thanks for him for the opportunity. AJ comes in and calls Pierce a coward for backing out of his match with Roman and not saying he's beaten like a man. I think they they could be teasing AJ versus Pierce here. Oh they've been doing it a few weeks. Oh, and the the fact that he keep like going on about how Pierce was like this really like like a journeyman of the Indies and all that. Mm. So they, he's dead now. It's fine. To be fair, you couldn't put Pierce <laughs> in the ring with a better, safer, more experienced hand, and to get a good match and to have him come out I, and that looking brilliant. Yeah, I I'd love to see Pierce just having a match in WWE because yeah, I I watched this like. His series with Colca Banner and some of the stuff in Ring of Honor, he's excellent. Like he's he's a guy I really liked. So I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Make it happen, you cowards. Um, um, just a couple of more things on this bit. Ricochet says Styles has selective amnesia, like Fifty First Dates the movie. Now, if you've not seen Fifty First Dates the movie, it's not about selective amnesia. It's about no. a woman. 
who falls asleep and forgets what happened. So they just it's about amnesia. Over and over and over. Hang on, falls that's asleep. That's narcolepsy, isn't it? <laughs> well, there you go. Um, yeah, like the other thing as well. Excuse me, Rose took a lot out of me. Sorry, guys, for yawning there. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, other, the other thing as well. Um, <laughs> hey, you're, you've not literally just watched it. Um, <laughs> is that Ricochet says about AJ having selective am- amnesia and goes, remember TLC? What about when it, when Ricochet was fuming with AJ like a year or two ago and he beat him? Yeah. Well, why didn't you bring that up? And can yeah. I just say, Ricochet wasn't even in that match at TLC, so he can jog on. He wasn't. Um, <laughs> jog yeah, on, mate. AJ, AJ even said that. He went, well, the Miz just ruined it for me. AJ's, <laughs> AJ's just great. Uh, Ricochet makes his entrance, and then AJ just goes to Pierce, you know what? I don't like you anymore. If I don't like you, neither does Almas. Um, <laughs> and almost like puts the fear into where Pierce. Well, um, well. Styles comes out to his entrance and then it takes a little while for almost to come out after him. So, my question and is... I don't see the did, postman again. Did almost kill Postman Pierce? I think he ate No, because he was tweeting earlier. <laughs> um, That's WWE like, production, mate. He's got somebody to do He was tweeting him. earlier. <laughs> like a Jonah and the Whale situation and he's like tweeting from Almost's belly. Um, <laughs> which it could be. Who am I, who am I to know? Um, so yeah uh, the, this leads us to AJ Ricochet um, similar sort of like formula to what they did with AJ and Gulak last week where Ricochet's going for a lot of quick roll ups and like quick like sort of moves to catch AJ off guard um, and then almost gets involved and AJ takes advantage um, Ricochet got a bit more offense than that. That's kind of selling short some of this cool stuff that was in this match. Oh, there was some really good spots there. Um, it was very much a similar formula. But yeah. Um, so Ricochet, there was a bit where Ricochet dived on AJ. AJ moved and almost caught him. And then just the referee's like, put him down. And he just drops Ricochet on the floor. It's like, you have heard that better, really, ref, shouldn't you? <laughs> um, there's a bit where uh, Ricochet flipped out of a German suplex, reversed it into like a satellite oh. DVD. Yes, that was smooth, 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 smooth. Um, Ricochet backflipped over AJ and hit a deadlift German suplex. That was sick. That um, was really good. Yeah, he's he's been watching uh, some Ray Phoenix matches, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Ray Phoenix did that spot on uh, Kenny Omega in their match two weeks ago. <laughs> Sweet. Um, Ricochet flip. Um, oh, sorry. AJ reverses the springboard moonsault. Um, with a clothesline, which looked nasty. Yeah, I was trying to work out, was it a clothesline or did he just shoulder charge him or what? It didn't look nice. It looked like he clotheslined him. Um, yeah. And then AJ hit a brain buster and Anushi Garoshi. Um, Ricochet reversed the phenomenal forearm to a recoil and then AJ rever- uh, reversed the springboard attempt attempt into like, he caught him in like a suplex position. Um, and then he, he like, Front suplexed him on the ropes, and as he rebounded, Courtman Styles clashed him. It was mental. That was awesome. He fully let go of him as well. Like he wasn't still held on yeah. to him when he bounced yeah. him off the ropes. Like he caught him in the air. Yeah, it was, um, it was crazy. Right. But, but before you talk about how great that match was, some great commentary. Right. So Phillips goes. The commentary are talking about Styles's debut. So what they go is Phillips goes. You can catch the documentary of the build-up 
to Styles' debut in the 2016 Royal Rumble. Does that sound good enough to you guys? That is fact, Joe, correct? Yeah. Byron Saxton, next line. I was in Orlando six years ago when that happened. Six years uh, ago? It was four literally years the, ago. the line straight after. <laughs> it? Oh, 21. I forgot we were in 2021. Fucking hell, Byron. Come on, lad. 2016, it was, yeah. Byron's a dafty. <laughs> Pass it on. Confirmed. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good match. It was, as as I said, there's always like a ray of sunshine in the darkness of Raw. Yeah. And this was that. Um, it always seems to evolve around Ali or Ricochet or Styles. Yeah. Some of the best guys on the roster. One of them. Even the New Day, to an extent as well. Or, or mm. Keith Lee and Sheamus. They've been having some decent matches. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, it, it's guys we know who are good wrestlers, essentially. Yeah. Which is crazy, isn't it? Think of that. <laughs> you, use a guy we know is a good wrestler and they have a good fucking match. You give them time. Um, speaking of things, though, that's not good. They oh. then go, right. The blurt <laughs> sheet. Or the dare sheet or whatever you want to call it. The blurt sheet. I have I've, so many questions. <laughs> well, I let me let me sum it up in a sentence so we can move on. Um, Gilbert shows up. The elf from the Santa Claus shows up dressed as Drew. They say something about Clayless next. Just no. Yeah. That, whoa, whoa, Absolute whoa, whoa, whoa. fucking nonsense. Whoa. This is whoa. crap. No, 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 crap. no. no I'm, I'm, it's crap. No. The only the funniest thing it, about this is when. They were saying, oh, it's Gilbert. Oh, it's nonsense. And Samoa Joe goes, talk quietly. Gilbert is a very dangerous individual. Yeah. Do you not want to talk about when we drew celebrates in the ring at the end? Did, no. did I not say next? Please pull the kill up, dude. Nope. <laughs> did I this not say crap. next? Meaning next segment. <laughs> crap. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. It was awful. It was shit. It was just typical crap WWE nonsense booking like aiming to Vince's sense of humour shit Miz and Morrison uh, are better than this next yeah the, so we get the hair business versus the Lucha House Party and Riddle uh, Riddle's got a bounder John and now he can jump and kick his flip flop so <laughs> oh, amazing that isn't it um, he, he's, he's just no soldiers fit this whole match yeah. basically uh, but then he don't, because he's hurt he doesn't tag in until the end just just so you know yeah. even it out swings and roundabouts um so the basically this match is just Shelton and uh, Cedric having a pissing contest for most of it. Yep. Uh, they keep tagging in each other themselves on when each other are in the ring, and Bobby Lashley's just getting re- really pissed off. Uh, there's one point where Cedric like gets in Shelton's fight, face, refuses to tag Shelton in, and then Lindsay hits like a really cool um, handspring stunner onto um, onto Cedric, and then Cedric goes to tag himself out, and Shelton and Shelton and Bobby are just like nah. That, Not about man. that, fam. Um, <laughs> MVP must listen to our podcast because he's sh- he's sheltered Sh- Shelton, plays stupid games, wins stupid prizes. <laughs> um, which had me pissing myself. Uh, he's clearly watched our Survivor Series stream where Aaron had to shave his hair off. Um, baldy, baldy heed. Baldy, baldy heed. Uh, after, <laughs> after a while, um, Shelton gets fed up, shoves Cedric out the ring, and MVP kind of like admonishes Cedric Riddle hot tags in fires up on Shelton uh, near the end of the match but misses a floating bro um, Metalik then tags in there was a really cool spot where he goes for like a wheelbarrow bulldog and Shelton oh, yeah. kind of like flipped him out of it and just dropped him on his back that looked great mm. um, and then C- Cedric tags himself in um, 
Brainbusters Metal League and then argues with Shelton some more. Lashley's seen enough, tags himself in. Um, it's a big spear. Hurtlock's Metal League kills him with it, and they win. Um, after the bell, Cedric and Shelton are arguing. Lashley splits him up and tells him off, and Riddle kicks Lashley and runs off. Um, I didn't think this was a bad match, to be fair. I thought it was all right, but... Uh... It's a bit dull. It's I thought it went dull match. It was only there to fuel the internal conflict. Yeah, it it went like five minutes too long. If it was a bit shorter, I think it would have been a a lot better. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you if you want a segue to the next match, Phillips gives you it on commentary. Riddle's tag team partner Jeff Hardy focusing on his rivalry with Elias. They're an official tag team now, boys. Oh God! Phillips said it. Philip said it. I don't want the Hardy Bros. <laughs> I don't need no. the Hardy Bros. Um, I need Matt Riddle else. being serious. Yeah, this something else to do with uh, Jeff Hardy that I don't need <laughs> is this feud with Elias being reborn. But, however, <laughs> uh, Elias has given Jackson Riker a pep talk for his upcoming match with Jeff Hardy. <laughs> um, and then we got a Drew McIntyre promo ways in his gym saying he'll be basically saying he'll be back next week more of the same shit about Goldberg I'm, I don't care um, Jeff Hardy Riker happens um, Riker controls most of the match he botches his landing on a twist of fate um, and then Jeff goes up for the Swanton bomb Elias pushes Jeff off uh, for the DQ Riker argues with Elias uh, saying he didn't want him to get involved uh, Jeff drop kicks Elias and then right it's a nice looking black hole slam on Jeff um, but I just don't care about I this feud I don't care for it no, um, they all need to I'll, move on from this I've got mm. one gripe about the match well one. I say, I say one. one gripe but <laughs> one interesting gripe semi interesting gripe um, Jeff sets up for a twist of fate to then do a less impactful normal neck breaker he yeah. does his twist of fate whole mm. DDT into the That's that's when I turn, just that's when I've turn, just said about him botching it. He just turns it into a normal net breaker, so it's like what was the point in the whole setup, mate? It it was sort of it, it was right about it. <laughs> um but yeah, and then we get to our main events Asuka versus Alexa. And Yay! This was this this happened. Um, uh, so Samoa Joe instantly. Let's get this right. Alexa is a sweet little package, jam packed with malevolence. <laughs> oh, that's quite a good line, that. Um, to be fair. Um, so match starts off. It's pretty much business as usual for Asuka. Um, Alexa fights out the Asuka lock, and then like the lights go down, like the fiend, and she starts smiling. It goes to the break. Comes back, a t-shirt's changed from pink to black and she's got black lipstick on, so she's all spooky now. Um, well, she quickly put on that lipstick because it was out of the place. I think that might I, have been the point. I get the no. impression it, I get the impression it could have been at a pre-record, to be fair, mate. Well, it was cheap, nasty, $2 lipstick. <laughs> I liked... it, it was patchy. 
<laughs> I like that when the lights did go out for it, they actually used some different sound effects and some different noises. It wasn't the same so as the fiend. It was going to be different. different for Alexia. Yeah, it was nice. It was um, purple and twinkly. Yeah. However, my my issue, and she's showing no emotion. She's kind of just stood there in the ring, just staring at Asuka. Asuka um, looks shook. Yeah. Well, uh, when she is when she is awkwardly staring, commentary start whispering. <laughs> yeah, that's also <laughs> odd, annoying. Um, what, what, what is she doing? What the fuck she thinks she's doing, mate? I'm, I'm not being funny. She's going through a goth phase. That's all it is. We all did it at once. It's it, it, they're, acting, they're acting like she's got like a fucking fiend mask on. She's going through a goth phase. That's it. Um, <laughs> she she blocks and dodges a lot of Asker's attacks. Um, Asker, it's like it looked like a GTS kind of. Um, yeah. And uh, Alexa go like kind of like falls into the corner. Asuka goes to hit the run and drop kick. Alexa's doing the Bray Wyatt like bending backwards thing in the corner, and Asuka like freaks out. Um, Alexa goes for like she smudges a lipstick and looks at her hand and then goes to the mandible claw. Asuka fights out of it. Um, Alexa de- decks Asuka and it's like it's knocked a loopy, and then Asuka hits a roundhouse. Alexa pretty much no sells it. Yeah. Um, Sister Abigail's ask her to win. And great uh, Sister Abigail, by the way. Oh, it was awesome. Like that was really like good. a highlight of the match for me. Yeah. Uh, the the lights flicker and it's kind of like the Braze like thing that he used to do when he was in the Wyatt family. Where mm. it's like his face like flickering on and off, and then the scream. Um and as it comes back up, Alexa's wearing like pink again and smiling and all happy and dancing on that bollocks. Um I I yeah, this this was this wasn't like the match itself wasn't bad. It was just a bit weird, and it kind of like Ask has been booked as like a killer for so long that I get freaked out by this. Didn't really make much sense. No, yeah, like I wasn't a fan of it. If it was against somebody like a Lacey Evans or someone like that, fair enough to mm-hmm. get a pass on that. But yeah. even Nikki Cross, they could have done that. But with with Asker, it's kind of like well. That's your women's champ, and look, she's gone from being booked really fucking strong to being chicken shit. Literally scared of Alexa Bliss because she's gone through a goth phase, and Charlotte Flair's friend that Charlotte Flair is going to stab in the back. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, well, you you, you say stab in the back, I say going to win the rumble. <laughs> <laughs> ah, she's definitely, she's definitely turning on. Her. Come on, mate. She'll probably yeah. win the Rumble as well, never bet on Flair, but, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, this was, I said to you guys after I watched it, I put, I deliberately put off watching this because I'd, I'd heard how bad it was. Mm. And every week the, I watch Raw and every week I end up in a bad mood because of it. And I thought, well, at least if I watch it like today, I can just kind of go into it fresh in the podcast and like mm-hmm. kind of channel that anger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> instead of just sitting there with a face like thunder for like an afternoon um, sitting up watching it live to then have to watch it again the next day and make notes sit. well last Fuck time that. I watched something that bad live was Extreme Rules last year and I ended up being up all night because I was that pissed off so I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that I didn't watch it live because I think I would have been even more angry um, mm. it's a shame because there's there's we, we said it earlier like 
there's so many guys and gals in that roster that are dependable and really good workers and solid performers. And every now and again, we get glimmers of that. And like you say, there's kind of, there's one standout from the whole show usually on Raw and the rest of it is kind of average at most. How do you get one small part of it so right and the rest of it really wrong? Like clearly, like that's the stuff that's getting over. That's the stuff that people are enjoying. They're obviously not listening to the fans or if they are listening to them, they're not acting on it. People want to see well, more of that. And it's just, it's really infuriating. Watching part, part of me thinks, is it, is it possibly something to do with like the different networks? Because obviously when Fox got smacked down, there was the talk of they wanted to kind of present it more like a sports show. And obviously mm. still, still have like the kind of certain like wrestling elements to it, but present it more like it's a competitive thing. And yeah, you look at like certainly in recent weeks, other than the Roman stuff, which is like the wrestling sports entertainment side of it. Yeah. Like you've had the Daniel Bryan match uh, mm. with Cesaro this week, just gone. Yeah. You had the Gauntlet match the week before. Um, yeah. Some of the Jey Uso and Daniel Bryan matches from like the last couple of months and Jey mm. Uso, Kevin Owens matches as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and you look at it and it's like, well, is that it? Or is it, is it literally just down to the fact that, Heyman's like kind of curating the, the Roman stuff and Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan's curating the wrestling stuff and it's just a better team. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it is because obviously brother loves overseeing the fucking lot, the Blairs. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I do know is that something needs to change. Like I... They, they go on about the ratings and I mean, someone must fucking like it because they watch it like every... Mm. They, they still, they're still drawing comparable numbers to SmackDown every week. I think, if I remember rightly, SmackDown's either like just above or just below. It's one or the other. Yeah. But that it's SmackDown's always had different like viewing like audiences and shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the fact that Raw used to absolutely demolish SmackDown in the ratings and now it's like that Level close. Pegging. Yeah. And the other thing, the other, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, my might have been the week before Legends Night when there was like that infamously dreadful episode where it was like something's changing. Oh, yeah. Or the yeah. one where they announced Legends Night. Literally, there were only like a couple of hundred thousand like viewers above AEW. Wow. So you'd, you'd think if WWE getting that close to dropping like that low, and that's not a, that's not a swipe at AEW, that's more of a swipe at WWE that they're getting that low. AEW's still growing the fan base. Yeah, yeah. Um, You'd think they'd start going, oh, fuck me. We need to like, we need to pull our fingers out, need to reopen that gap because, yeah, they're, they're dropping like viewers. It's not, there's no, oh, no, absolutely. That. Yeah, the, the, yeah. and I mean, we were even talking before this podcast like was getting recorded just to pull the curtain back about how we don't want to cover Raw anymore because it's fucking awful. Yeah, and I'd it's, it's for yourself. <laughs> You can you well, can do raw on your Jones then, mate. From now yeah. on, I'd much rather sit and watch NXT UK, NXT, and SmackDown. Mm. Well, you saying you're going to jump in the AEW maybe as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's again, it's just a better fucking like it's a better um, use of our time for watching like good wrestling mm. as opposed to watching shite and just yeah. getting upset about it and then. It, there's the silver line in that, like, obviously, at time of recording, it's Wednesday. So, AEW and NXT are tonight, so I can watch that afterwards and at least get something Cleanse of a the palate. cleanser. Yeah. Um, and it may, it does make me kind of appreciate those shows and NXT UK and SmackDown more, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, Monday, 
I'm just like, oh, fucking hell, here we go again. Yeah. But, and it, it it's so hard to like watch. I mean, it it's just nonsensical at this point, isn't it? Yeah. You it's heard not, it's not the... even... Go on. Oh, go on. I was gonna say it's not it's not even like um it's it's not even like they're doing stuff that makes sense. They are just making it up as they go along. Feels like that a lot of the time. You'd hope yeah. after the rumble we get some sort of mm. reboot, but just like a kind of a fresh injection, thing, like a switch up of things. Even then, the thing they do with that is they have like the good build, like between the rumble and mania. And then as soon as they get to like the roar after the roar after mania, they're just like treading water again. Yeah. Like it they they do it every year. They they kind of like build up to this big moment where, okay, here we go. Like such and such is main event in WrestleMania, they're gonna take the title off such and such. Obviously, last year it was Drew, the year before it was Kofi. Mm-hmm. Um and then you think, well. Okay, that's really cool. But what are you going to do going forward? Yeah, you've, there's no plan after that. You've paid off that. It, it's it's like like look at it like a any other TV show. There's a, there's always the big sort of thing that they're building up to. Yeah, for the season finale, like the season and then, finale, the climax. Yeah, yeah, they get the big thing, and then it's like, okay, well, you've got that. How are you going to build from that? Mm. What's the fallout? What's gonna, what are the repercussions? What's going to hook me back in? Yeah, for the next series, like you've given me what you've built up to for weeks and weeks or months. Yeah, what's going to keep me watching this afterwards? How are you going to build things back up again? Yeah, we I mean, don't uh, seem to get that. The thing is, as well, like you look at um, you look at a uh, with I think it was CM Punk. He when he did the whole um pipe bomb storyline and like the voice of the voices and all that, mm. he literally went up to WWE and went, "Look, is like." six months of TV for myself or it, was, it could have been straight at society actually either way he, he literally went here's six months of TV for myself I've written it all you've just got to kind of like work with me to fill in the blanks yeah, yeah. and they went with it and it was, it was quite compelling yeah. like they don't do anything like that anymore they, nah. they literally they make it up as they go along and that's why it's bad there isn't much like, that has time to to build and, and flourish mm. over a long period of time. It's it's like they're in a rush to kind of, oh, well, like anything that feels like it should have any real build doesn't. And stuff that feels like it shouldn't have build or rather shouldn't be dragged out does. For example, Elias and Jeff Hardy. I mm. don't need to see that anymore, but we're still getting that week after week after week look, after week. Look That's at- not something that needs it. Whereas there's other stuff that was on this show and other shows where I'd much rather see them drag that out and build it and build it in various well, ways. A prime example of it is Mania last year, where you look at, like, and this isn't to belittle a storyline because it ended up being good, but the whole Otis Dolph storyline. Yeah, yeah. That was a match where I didn't think it needed as much build as it got, but it worked out. Mm. And you look at something like Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley, which had zero build, yeah. and it felt like it. And yeah, yeah. It, it and they're like two guys who are really good, like really capable wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And if they if they put like a little bit of a um little bit of investment into it, they probably could have got something good out of it. But they didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just th- there's no like there's no plan. There's no and I, I think part of it's down to them worrying that Vince is going to get bored of it and go, all right, well we'll just scrap that then, like mm-hmm. he does with all the other stuff, but. 
the same time, you've got to have some kind of direction. Otherwise, it's gonna they're gonna end up just like writing Sinking. stuff on the back of a fucking like napkin and throwing out shit like this, <laughs> which they've been doing pretty consistently. To be fair to them, yeah. Um, at least it's consistent, consistently bad. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> um, yeah. And then they end up relying on the fucking bringing back the legends and the part timers, and we end up back where we are with oh yeah, well that person I really like because they're cool isn't on TV now because they're bringing back this fucking Bellin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, that rant Anyway. Uh, highs like, and lows. I was going to say, I want D'Lo to do what you guys are going to do. Sky highs and low downs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you off because D'Lo Brown was a high point of hard to kill for me. <laughs> he was excellent. Um, <laughs> well, for me, I think it's obvious the highs... AJ and Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, Wholeheartedly agree. Same. The lows, pretty much everything else. Yeah. Um, If you had to pick a specific, if I had to pick a specific, a low for me would be Miz and Morrison and the the blurt sheet. Yeah, probably the same. Um, Or sympathetic babyface Charlotte Flair because it's fucking nonsensical. (laughs) That's the least believable thing about the whole fucking show. My my very, very low down is one specific line by The Miz. He can be a hero to a new generation if he beats Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble. What's Aaron, that? We the all best, know best what, generation. We all know what's fucking happening. <laughs> you can see the fear in, in Aaron's eyes, can't you? You're going to bet your hair on it again. You know what's happening. I know what's happening. We all know what's fucking happening, mate. Oh dear. Old man Goldberg's coming and fucking stealing Drew's title and ruining it for everyone. Thanks a lot, son's crying, all that bollocks. <laughs> oh, on a high note, I've got almost more likes on that tweet than I do followers. Yeah! You know what you need to do on that then? You need to put in the comments, why don't you follow me while you're all here? Um, do it. Do it. I'm on um, anyway, um, that was another episode of Wrestling with Insanity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no Monday Night Raw, my bad. Um, before we go, Troy, where can I get some nice things for my beard to get a bit of retail therapy? Retail therapy. Uh, get yourself on the Tinder webs. Get yourself onto thatchface.com and use the discount code TROYXL85 and get 20% off your purchase of all bearded and face fuzz goodness. And Aaron, um, where see, while you're sharing shit on social media, where can they find us on social media? Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast and Twitter and Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. Nice. You sound like you're... Can- Sound like you're on QVC for a moment. And <laughs> for the free for one price, you can get all three of us separately and Big Tasty 4 for 1 on the Twitter. Oh, yeah. What are our handles? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. I'll, I'll sheer, share someone's with at some point. panic. <laughs> um, sort of catch you up. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining us on this wild, wild ride that is raw. Um... It's, it's like the peyote journey of the week for us. Um, really finding ourselves and getting getting drugged up in the desert to watch 
brother loves trying to entertain Vince. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. One-liners on promos. Lex Luger confronting Hogan in the ring. I'm sick and tired of playing around with kids in here to get it on with the big boys. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Lex. Get back on that express and fuck off. (laughs) 